0: Welcome to the Nerd Party.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Throwback Paperback. I'm one of the hosts, Charles Sheeland.
0: And I'm the other host, Asia Bonilla. We're back again, and today we are covering Stargirl, which is the first book in a set of two by author Jerry Spinelli, and we read the whole book for this week's episode.
1: This book was suggested by Asia. She had read it before. I had not. If you're new to our show, we like to read books one of us has read and the other hasn't. So Asia has suggested this book, and if you remember, we actually read Eggs by Jerry Spinelli a couple months ago on the show. So there's a little fun fact for you.
0: And since this is new to Charles, he's the one who's going to get to summarize the reading in a second. But first, I'll just go ahead and give an intro to Stargirl. So it was written by Jerry Spinelli and was published in 2000. And for more information on him as an author, you can just go ahead and listen to our eggs episode because we went a little bit more in depth. That's episode 76 in case you don't want to have to dig for it. And the sequel to Stargirl, which is called Love Stargirl, was published in 2007, so seven years later. And Stargirl was a New York Times bestseller, and it received some other smaller awards. And it was actually recently made into a feature film adaptation that was released on Disney Plus in 2020. And when I was looking this up, a sequel to that movie has actually already been made and it's called Hollywood Star Girl, which premiered on May 23rd, 2022 at the El Capitan Theater in Los Angeles. And then it was later released on Disney Plus in June of this year. But it is actually not an adaptation of the novel's sequel, Love Star Girl; Like it's just like a completely new story that they made up based off of the movie, which I thought was interesting. And then the only other thing was just as far as, like, the legacy of the novel. In 2004, some students from Kent, Ohio, founded a Stargirl Society, which basically just aimed to promote the nonconformist message of the novel, which, you know, like, be yourself, don't try to conform to what society wants on you. And it kind of inspired a lot of these Stargirl societies to be made from this book. And if you even Google... I googled star girl societies, like how to make one. There's like this blog post I found that was from 2020 with posts about like acts of kindness challenges, some projects and activities to like boost your confidence. And there was even one about customizing face masks during the pandemic. So even, you know, 20 years later from when this book was published, it's still kind of making an impact, which I thought was really cool. But that's pretty much it for the intro. Like I said, if you want more information on Jerry Spinelli, we did go a little bit more in depth in the, epi- in the episode on eggs, which was episode 76, if you want to hear that.
1: Thanks for the intro. Let me tell you about the book. So our main character is Leo, and he lives in suburban Micah, Arizona. One day, an odd girl who calls herself Star Girl shows up at his school. Her behavior is a little outlandish, and first people resist her, but eventually they fall in love with her, only to fall out of love again. Meanwhile, Leo falls in love with her specifically and develops a relationship with her, but he struggles to, with the desire to be accepted by the group socially and also be her partner. Eventually, she tries to change for him, but that doesn't make her any more liked, so she reverts back to her unconventional behavior and leaves the school, leaving a gaping hole in the social fabric of Micah High. Just for my impression, after finishing it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was super cute. Not something I ever want to read again. I didn't have a lot of thoughts about it, but I did enjoy the story. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I also really liked it, and I really liked the message. And I have read this before, but to be honest, I really didn't remember anything. I honestly had no idea what the story was about. I mean, I knew it was about a girl named Stargirl and that she was kind of weird, but I didn't know what the plot was. So it was kind of basically like reading it for the first time. And I do think it's a really good book for teens and like kind of talking about like just being yourself but i would agree with charles that you know now as an adult i wouldn't really need to read this again but i am actually curious to watch the movie now just to like see how they adapted it like what they changed i feel like that would be nostalgic but i don't think i need to read the book again
1: yeah let's dive in so leo is our main character and he's pretty generic like him he's completely shocked Like everyone is He's shocked by the eccentricities of Stargirl Asia do you want to share some of the things that Make her so weird
0: So these are just the first things that Came off the top of my head That I wrote down which were One she has a pet rat named Cinnamon That she carries around 24-7
1: Unhygienic sorry
0: I don't know That is more just like How is she allowed to do that at school But either way (laughs) good for her She's got a sidekick She plays the ukulele and also carries her ukulele around and she sings happy birthday to everyone in the school on their birthday in like the cafeteria at lunch. She wears funny clothes like she wears like almost described as like costumes because I think they say that her mom is like a costume designer for movies or something. So she just has odd clothes and probably again... The next best thing was that apparently for every single class she goes to, she sets up her desk, like she lays a tablecloth out and like she puts a vase with a single flower and she like does this for every single class, which like, you know, in high school, you're going to like six classes a day and she does this at the lunch table, like honestly, just super extra. But for the most part, everything she's doing is not really bothering anyone besides like the singing happy birthday, because people could be bothered by that. But most of the stuff that she's doing, it's just, like, her doing things that, like, really wouldn't affect anyone else. It's just her quirks. So, she's definitely odd, but, like, I don't think she's... She didn't have that many things that I would consider problematic.
1: Yeah. She's mostly just eccentric, I think. Yeah. So, one day she dances during a football game, and her popularity is, like, through the roof. Like... Because everyone's just, like, staring at her. And so the cheerleaders ask her to join. And then she starts cheering. And her popularity is just, like, through the roof. Like, everyone in school is, like, obsessed with her.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have to talk about the football thing. Because basically, how it's described is before she came to one of the football games and danced, like, nobody went to the games. Like, their team sucked. Literally no one went. She goes to one game and, like, dances around the the field like doing who knows what and the next game like a, th- a thousand people show up like it went from zero to a thousand so like she single-handedly did that and I don't know to me personally at this part I was just like what a power move like again we've got another girl boss which I guess you know we have learned previously that maybe that's not the right use of that anymore <laughs> but I I'm saying it in a positive way that I was like, yes, she's killing it.
1: She definitely attracts a crowd.
0: And at this point, I was just like, Stargirl's just like the official OG influencer. I mean, literally, she influenced everybody to come to the football games because she was there.
1: And also, kind of like the Stargirl societies you mentioned, people start acting like her. Like, some people are doing her activities, but some people, mostly people are just acting with their own personalities. I think the direct quote is individuality blossoms. So yeah, everyone gets to be themselves without trying too hard. I feel like that was like a theme of the book, obviously. Like when they're all at their happiest, everyone kind of just gets to do their own thing. No one is trying to impress anyone else.
0: Yes, which again, good message. You should be yourself. But as her popularity grows, some of the things that she does start to get more scrutinized obviously because she just has more people watching her in general and I would say probably the most problematic thing that she did which like I would consider this like wrong like she should not do this is she started going to people's family events like where she doesn't know anyone like she went to one like one kid in school like his grandfather or something passed away and she showed up at the funeral which is like super weird and like odd and like I think I would turn off pretty much everyone because it's just like why would you do that like I understand if you're like trying to be helpful but like you could send flowers you can send a pie I don't know but like you shouldn't show up to someone's funeral that you didn't even know and I was just I was more so like questioning her reasoning for that because my vibes were from her and she does like kind of explain later that like she's trying to do everything basically out of kindness to like be kind to other people and like paying attention to other people and just being like super selfless but I think that's where it's like it crosses the line to like what's it's one thing to be kind but like you still have to be like appropriate like like when things are appropriate and like it's not appropriate to show up to a funeral of someone you don't know like that's not going to be seen as kindness it's just going to make everyone uncomfortable. So, I mean, and again, she's still a kid and, like, this whole idea, she's been homeschooled her whole life. She, she has been sheltered because it's also kind of, it seems like her parents are pretty normal. So it kind of seems like this all came from her. So I feel like that's the kind of behavior, like, I would hope that her parents would correct, like, if they know what she's doing because that's just not okay.
1: Yeah, that was mostly when I started, like, not vibing with the book. I'm not saying that I need my characters to be, like, perfectly black or white, like, morally. But I did think that she was, like, objectively annoying. And so, yeah, definitely the showing up to the funeral was, like, totally out of line. And, like, honestly, singing birthday to strangers in school is also not really okay. Like, people can be super self-conscious about anything in middle school and high school. Um, People don't necessarily want that attention. And you know, if you remember, and your friends saying, hi like, when your friends saying hi, happy birthday to you in high school, that was probably fine for you because your friends were your friends and you were, you know, he was from them. And, but like, if a stranger did it, you probably would really not like that, especially because it just brings a bunch of uh, people staring at you. And, you know, plenty of people don't want people to stare at them ever, let alone in high school. And so, I don't know, to me, I didn't like that behavior and that's kind of what makes it complex because I wanted to be supportive of her like intentions but her actions were quite insensitive actually.
0: You know a little tangent here that reminds me of this TikTok I saw once I don't know if I showed this to you but these two little girls they're like twins and it was their birthday and they're at a restaurant and you know how the restaurant they'll come and sing you happy birthday so they're like bringing over the dessert with the candle, and when they start to sing happy birthday, the kids start screaming bloody murder like, absolutely traumatized, like, please stop, like, no, it's honestly hilarious because the m- mom who posted the video she was like she was just shocked because she's like they've never done this before they were turning like five she's like they've never been upset by happy birthday but like they were just so like it was like they were being tortured they were like please stop no like screaming bloody murder like these two little five-year-olds and it was just so shocking but like it is like the idea I and mean, those are obviously little kids and whether they really meant it or not but like People can get like severe anxiety from being the center of attention, and like not everybody wants that. So, I also, yes, agree with you that that was kind of insensitive, and just like again, where it's like she's trying to be selfless, but like you have to, they didn't consent to that. Like, you know, I feel like she should ask people before she does something like that, yes, because you because basically then it's like you're just doing like this blanket kindness that like doesn't work for everybody. Not everybody wants that, so like you kind of defeats the purpose of what you're trying to do because you could actually end up hurting people instead of helping them.
1: Yes. That's kind of why I didn't like her that much. And I also like one of the reasons I was like I don't feel like that connected to the book because I was like I mean, yes, being kind and like trying to be kind is great, but I'm like to me, someone like that, not that I would have been rude like like the Hillary character is. But I would not have liked someone who is constantly doing that also because that's the kind of person that feels like they're always trying to be the center of attention. Even if she's not trying to, like, putting out her flower on her desk every day is really annoying. It's super disruptive. And bringing the rat to school again.
0: But is it? I feel like that's something that, like, wouldn't bother other people. Like, it's one thing if she's loud about it. I think that
1: would be really disruptive in classroom. And... Also, like, bringing the rat to school, I mean, again, the school should have enforced that. The rat, to me, is
0: more, like, for comedic relief. Like, I just feel like there's just no way that's believable that she had a a rat. She had a rat just carrying around in her bag. Like, what if it popped up in the middle of the class? Like.
1: Okay, I guess. But to me, I'm like, I, I couldn't feel sympathetic to her because I was like, I just thought she was kind of trying to be the center of attention.
0: I guess I felt more. I felt more sympathetic which we're gonna get into later when leo tries to change her because i'll just say right here I feel like leo wanted to change Like how she dressed and how she presented herself as opposed to like changing her actual problematic behaviors Like, you know, you probably shouldn't go to someone's funeral that you don't know Whereas he was like you should dress different like that kind of thing Whereas I felt like I felt sympathetic for her because instead of correcting her actual like insensitive behaviors he's just like you just need to change who you are completely which is like that's not the issue. You just need to change your things that you're doing that are affecting other people.
1: Okay, wait, wait, wait. We are jumping way, way, way far ahead. So.
0: I was just wanted to mention that right there so I didn't forget. But anyway, before we get there, speaking of problematic, Leo ends up actually following Stargirl home and he also like he ends up stalking her house and he like keeps walking by her house and like doesn't want to go in and he's like spends like an hour doing this like literally stalking her until she finally just comes outside because you know she's probably watching him walk back and forth in front of her house and they just have a conversation and like she doesn't even like care that he stalked her so i guess we're you know getting bella and edward vibes where bella's like yes please stalk me i love it it's
1: a little stalk comes in Jeremy. And, okay, so like we mentioned, as she becomes popular, her behavior is examined, and some of the eccentricities, they become a little less liked. For example, she likes to cheer for the other team, as well as her own team, during cheerleading. And now, people's reaction is a little irrational, the way they want to, like, hate her and, like, exterminate her. But again, it just kind of feels... Like, so she's like, well, I just want to, well, let me back up. She goes on Leo and Kevin's TV show, Hot Seat, and everyone starts to bully her. And so now they say, don't cheer for the other team. And she's like, well, don't you just want to be happy for everybody? And again, I understand where she's coming from, but it kind of feels disingenuous when like you're cheerleading, like, you know what it's for. You know, you don't have to boo the other team, but, like, you are there to support your team. And if it's just high school sports, it's a little harmless. You're not hurting them by cheering for your team. I don't know. I felt like, again, her behavior there made her less sympathetic, though, of course, the teenagers' reactions were way overdone. And so then she and Leo start to date, and she is given the silent treatment by everyone in the school. And so, by extension, Leo is as well. And even Kevin thinks it's justified. Like, how are you feeling at that point?
0: Well, I mean, I think I was definitely just getting, like, mob mentality vibes. So, again, this is why, like, I feel like I was automatically on Stargirl's side. Because, I mean, how it was described, like, they were just completely irrational. Like, I understand she's supposed to be cheering for her team, but, like... All her reasoning is she's like well you know when like the other team's really losing like i think it's nice for us to give them a little cheer like to me that just seems like good sportsmanship and then the huge one is obviously when yes. the other team they're like when they were the other team they were playing against like the star player gets ends up getting her and like she rushes over to help him which like yes i think that was a bit extra but like he was injured, and like to be like, Oh, it's like this betrayal that you like went. Also, it's just again, where it's like this is high school basketball or you know, whatever. Like, it's really not that big a deal. Like, so to me, like, the fact that they cared so much was just it spoke more on them than it did on her. Of like, you have nothing better in your Definitely. life than to be so angry at this one girl who literally has no like, has no contribution to the outcome of these games. She's not on the team, she's not playing. I don't think her cheering on the other team when they're losing is going to make a difference, yet they blame her for their winning streak, which also, let's just set up the context. The school, like we had said, they weren't really into sports. All their sports teams sucked. When she became a cheerleader, all of a sudden the sports team started winning. They were on, like, this long winning streak, and Leo, who's narrating the book, he, like, described it really well in the sense of, like, once— they'd gotten this winning streak they quickly became from like oh they didn't care about the game because they were constantly losing to now they didn't want to lose they were like we have to keep our winning streak like they were greedy about it so it was like when they did lose the winning streak they were like looking for a scapegoat like they needed somebody to put the blame on and they just put it on star girl even though i was like why don't you blame your team the people who are actually playing who failed and also it's just like not that serious so to me like even if what she was doing, like, wasn't, like, like you're saying, I understand, like, the disingenuous stuff. Their reactions were so irrational that it was just, like, I can't help but be on oh her side. God, yes. Because they were just acting absolutely insane over, like, a high school yes. basketball game.
1: Also, the mature response is, hey, could you please not cheer for the other team? Like, you're our cheerleader, and it's demoralizing for our team. And while we understand what you're going for now that you've explained it to us... That's not really what cheerleading is about. So unless you wanna, if you want to cheer for both teams, fine. But you can't be on our squad. Like that. There's a there's a way to deal with it. Whereas they were like,
0: we hate you. You're the reason why we've lost. We want to murder you because you cheer the other team. Yeah. Like they're gonna kill her. Like (laughs) they
1: definitely took it. (laughs) That's kind of how it felt during hot seat. I was like, oh my god. During hot seat, it was
0: literally like they were gonna stone her. Like. They were all yelling over each other. Like, I felt like they would be, like, spit pe- coming out of people's mouths because they're literally, like, foaming at the mouth because they're just so angry. And I'm, like, again, I just, I don't know. To me, it's just, like, how can you possibly get that angry over something that's, like, not even that serious? Like, I just don't understand how you have that much energy. Like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, it's true.
1: But, the, and I think the the again, so I totally agree with you that I'm on Stargirl's side, but... I do understand. I really felt for Leo in this moment because he starts to feel conflicted because he wants to support her.
0: No, I did not feel for him. Wait
1: a second. (laughs) He wants to support her, but it's also super destructive and to be isolated from like from your entire social system. Like I, again, she's not asking him to choose between the two of them, but the reality is asking that of him. And it is, when you, like, are forced to be a loner, it's horrible. It's truly awful when you feel like you are just being overlooked in high school and middle school. Like, it's awful. And so, like, I really did actually feel for him when he's conflicted between this. Because it's just, it's it's truly horrible when you're just completely ostracized, especially for something you didn't do not like he can feel you know like he's righteously you know fighting some moral battle like he's just being nice to people and so but basically Archie sets up this dynamic of whose affection do you want like whose affection means more to you I don't know it's obviously the essential crux of the book but I I just feel bad for him
0: oh I didn't feel bad for him because to me like I guess, like, his situation, but then, like, he made the absolute wrong decision, which to me, his choices were, like, he said, whose affection do you want, her or them? Whereas instead, he tried to get both and therefore is, was asking her to change herself so that he could have both, which is selfish and wrong. So that's why I guess, yes, I guess I could feel bad, like, feel for his situation, but he made the absolute worst decision, whereas, like, he should have made the, like, he should have made... A decision between the two he shouldn't have tried to want like everything you know but he
1: doesn't ask her to change he just tells her he's frustrated and she changes
0: but he does he, he like coerces her, no her in the sense of like she's like what am i doing wrong like is that not how it should be and he's like no like you shouldn't like maybe you shouldn't dress like you do and you shouldn't carry around a rat like i don't know exactly what he said but like he doesn't outright say it but like to me like again, where I'm taking, or my assumption is, this girl's been homeschooled her whole life, we don't know what her interaction has been like with other teenagers, so, like, she might not know social cues, so to him, like, this was this moment where, like, to me, it would have been, like, again, I feel like how, if he's feeling this conflict between that, which, again, like, I'll give it, they're kids, they don't know any better, and that's why he did make a mistake, but, like, as an adult, If I was put in that situation I cared so much what other people thought I just like well it's not worth it to hang out with her Or if you really love her And like her and want to be with her Then it's like well who cares what other people think And that's where like I guess for me Like my adult perspective The whole time I was thinking like They literally have a conversation of She asked she's like Because he's like do you even care what other people think about you And she's like no And he's like well you should And like I do think she's Maybe one extreme, and he's the other, possibly. Like, because I do think, like, there's a fine line where, like, you don't have to, like, care about other people's opinion of you, but you still should, like, maintain a good reputation in the sense of, like, again, being kind and everything. And, like, we said, the problematic and, like, insensitive things she was doing was still not okay. And she shouldn't just be completely careless. But, like, the idea of you should dress a certain way so that people will think better of you, like, that. I didn't... Like, I feel like that was part of the message of the book. Like, to be yourself, and you shouldn't really care what other people are thinking about you.
1: I didn't feel like he was asking that of her, though. I felt like he... he. But
0: he t- did.
1: No. I feel like he said, look, this is hard for me because I, I feel ostracized because I'm with you. But... And then he's like, don't you want to be liked? And she, he tells her what's not liked about her, and she changes. I didn't... I didn't feel like he but was But she
0: changes everything about herself.
1: Yeah, but I don't feel like he was
0: Because he that basically like hints at that like everything that she's doing is wrong, which like I think how she dresses one shouldn't matter. Like things sure. like that, like it's like I Like we've said, I guess my thing is, again, it's taking it from like a teenage perspective versus an adult perspective. I could see as a teenager, and I mean, even for me as a teenager, when you were, when we were in high school, it's like this idea of you want to fit in, you want to be like everyone else. And like Stargirl was the absolute opposite of that. She wasn't like anybody else. She wasn't like other girls. And (laughs) she um, was comfortable with that. And her being comfortable in herself made other people uncomfortable, including Leo, so he's saying that it's like, and it's made, and that's why people hate her because they're jealous that they can't be that way too. Like, that's what it all stems from. And so to me, like, no, I don't think he outright said, you need to change yourself, but he definitely hinted at it and got her to change herself. And like, I mean.
1: I guess. I.
0: Like I said, or I, I was going to say, or I wrote down that like, it kind of gave me of like why people think Greece is problematic with how Sandy changes for Danny. And I love Greece and like, yes there are problematic things with it but I do love that movie and but I did I got that vibe with it of like and he was okay with it and like I just think where again like I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because in this book you know he's a 10th 11th grader a child and he also like it's that pressure that peer pressure you want to fit in and he did like her and like again he was trying to have both basically Because he didn't want to have to do the choose between them or her. He wanted to have both. He wanted to just have her be normal so that he could not be ostracized but still get to, like, get to know her. And, like, he couldn't. Like, that that wasn't going to work because the only way was for her to change herself. So. I. But. Yeah, I mean. Also, to me, I'll say. Last thing. I'll just say my biggest red flag was when Stargirl talks to him about her happy wagon which is basically this wagon that she keeps 20 pebbles in and so every time she's like feeling happier she puts pebbles in and when she's feeling sad she takes them out and when like leo comes over to her house and she first talks about it she says how like she's at like 17 18 pebbles because you know she's like so in love with leo and like so happy And, you know, he asks her, he's like, well, what's the lowest it's ever been? And she's like three, which obviously that doesn't sound great. And then after, like, they do the, they have the conversation about, like, you know, maybe you should, like, make yourself more normal. And she changes herself. He sees that her happy wagon is down to two. So, like, she's even more unhappy than she's ever been in her life to me right there. And he sees it and, like, ducks away because he knows that what he's done to her or, like, suggested to her, I guess, is wrong. Like that was a huge red flag. I feel like that was like a huge just flagging f- red flag just flowing saying like okay, clearly what you're doing is wrong and even then he still didn't own up to it. He never owned up to it.
1: That I He never did. Yes.
0: And so that's why like that's why I'm saying I I don't feel bad for him in the end because he never like took back what he did. Like do you know what I mean? Like he didn't apologize. Even once he realized that, like, oh, this was probably not the best thing for her.
1: I definitely agree with you that I didn't like the way that he handled it, especially later on. Like, he basically shies away from the confrontation of it. But I, when I read the conversation between them, I didn't feel like he was asking her to change. He was just telling her what people weren't responding to, and she made that choice. Now, she wouldn't have made that choice if he hadn't told her what people weren't liking about her, So I do take your point that like he definitely was a catalyst for her. But
0: I don't know. It just it came off like really like to me like how she talked to him. She was really naive when like remember there was the scene where she's laughing a lot and she's laughing really loud. And he was like about to say something, but he's conditioned her so well that she was like would like a normal person laugh this loud. And he's like, no. And then she like, you know, covers her laugh and makes it small. To me, that was like so that to me was like awful to read like that's, that was like, really bad that's like narcissists like I don't know like people who have like really bad partners like the kind of like emotional abuse which like no I'm not saying he abused her like but I'm saying of like those kind of things like to you like the Stockholm syndrome like that it's like he didn't even have to say anything and she was able to like fix the behavior because she knew that he wouldn't like it or like I guess the idea of other people but wouldn't I... like it like him putting that idea is like I don't know. So, like, that's why I say, like, I just, like, I'm more so just going off your point of you said you felt bad for him. I can understand in the beginning that you was feeling bad for the situation, but as we kept reading it, like, I absolutely couldn't feel bad for him because everything he was doing, step after step, was bad, bad, bad.
1: But, like, that example, again, that wasn't coming from him. That was coming from her desire to be popular. When she realized, when he told her that people didn't like her, she started well, I asking guess, him those questions. But and I guess again, what he, like, done, what, what he should have done, what he should have said, what he should have said is... You don't need to care what other people think, but there are things that we could change that maybe would not set people off. Of course, he ha- like he, did not handle, he could have handled the situa- situation with more nuance than he did. But she's the one who wants to be popular. She's the one who wants people to like her, and she doesn't realize they don't like her until he tells her. But then when she knows, that she's asking him about editing herself so that people will like her. Like, she's the one who can't wait after her debate performance for everyone to, like, to have everyone adore her. And he's like, I don't think that's going to happen. And she's like, everyone's going to love me. And that's what she's looking forward to. And then when she realizes now it'll never work, that's when she changes back. So, yes, I do think Leo, I again, I think the way he handled it, not great. He definitely could have supported her more and, like, helped her express her individuality while also adapting to a social setting. But a lot of it comes from her that she wants to be popular and that doesn't work. And that still fits into the theme that, like, she's editing herself to fit into the social standard. He's the one who's teaching her what it is, but she, it doesn't work. And she shouldn't have had to do that.
0: No, yeah. I guess I'm just saying ultimately, like, she would have never wanted to do that if she would have never spoken to him. Like, do you know what I mean? He put yes, that into his mind true. and he didn't, like, like you're saying, like you said, like, I feel like you would want somebody who's, like, your boyfriend to be, like, supportive of you. And he was just, like, helping her to change herself and making herself sadder and, like, wasn't doing anything. Like, so that's why, yes. So even if we're saying that, no, he didn't do it and it was coming from her, he still did everything wrong, which is why, like, no, I couldn't feel bad for him because he only made her life worse, whereas she only made his life better. Or, I guess I'll take that back, because no, she didn't. He got ostracized. That's not true. But I'll just say, he only made her life worse. And I guess he could say that she only made his life worse, which obviously just meant that they weren't meant to be together. Or at least not at that time, while they're in high school and they care about what everyone thinks about them.
1: I just, yeah. I just, again, I don't, we don't have to keep harping on it, but I do, as someone who, like, was bullied and ignored, like socially ostracized during middle school and high school i totally understand his desire to want to but i'm
0: saying so that makes it it okay or like so that meant that he could bully her basically into like being better so that he wouldn't be bullied because like the only reason he was ostracized is because he chose to hang out with her like yes she sought him out but like he could have been like i don't want to hang out with you because i don't want to be ostracized like, you know what I mean? Well, like, that's why I, I guess I was saying, like, he wasn't brave enough to make the decision.
1: But I think that he, you know, he's also, like, I think that he was, he wanted her to also not have to be ostracized. Like,
0: But she wasn't bothered by it. She I didn't guess. care. She didn't notice it. He, he said that. He's like, she doesn't notice it. She doesn't even see it. And he even said yeah. it when they were first talking, he didn't notice so then, yeah, it either he because he was so happy.
1: He should have made a less selfish – he should have made the less selfish decision. Yeah, and that's what
0: I'm saying. I think that he should have just – I'm not saying that he should have chose her. I'm saying that if it mattered that much to him, he should have just said, like, you know, maybe you don't see it, but people don't really like you, and I, that matters to me. So, like, I don't think we can – like, we can hang out. But, like, he was like, I want to I have both. And I think that – and that's, again, where, like, you learn from your mistakes, and they're kids – in that you would look back and like okay next time if it like because the fact is it's up to him if that matters to him but it's like you shouldn't drag her down to like to change her or like to convince herself to change herself so that like you can have what you want and like then she doesn't get anything so that was all and that's why like i said i felt like you know stargirl like I think that, like, inspiring thing of, like, she really just didn't care what people thought of her. And like I said, I think she definitely needed to add some, you know, more healthy boundaries to that because you really, you can't just be completely carefree and, like, not care about anything. But I do think that, like, that's what we all strive for as people is to not care so much because, I mean, the reality is everyone's only thinking about themselves generally anyway. So, like, I think that's a good message.
1: Yeah. So we've kind of already gotten to this, but basically she goes to States for oratory and she wins and no one celebrates. And as soon as she realizes that people will never accept her, she stops trying. So she goes back to being actual real life star girl. And that basically ends her relationship with Leo.
0: Which again, like to me, that was like highlighting that he was kind of awful because again, it was basically the condition of I can be with you when you're not crazy when you are a normal person and trying to be normal that is when i'll stay by your side but if you're being your true self that everyone dislikes it's not worth it to be with you which it's fine if he would have said that up front whereas again i felt that he like like wanted oh, I to thought change that at
1: this point he was pretty i thought that again i disagree with you on the previous part but i think that here i was pretty frustrated with him because he doesn't even speak to her like No, yeah, he completely
0: avoids—that's why I said, I guess, my opinion of Leo just got worse and worse throughout the book. Like, he just—I mean, until obviously, like, the end, end, like, the end when they do the flash forward. But, like, in general, he was just getting worse and worse, which I get, like, he could have came to that decision that, you know, it's not worth it to be with her because I care about my social standing so much—
1: Again, I just think that he, that, like, when when that happened and she reverts back and basically they just, like, stop speaking and he basically retracts from everything so he doesn't have to deal with the repercussions, that was pretty bad behavior. Like, that's just, like, because he can say, again, the mature conversation would have been, hey, you tried to be fit in, people didn't accept it, and I understand that you've gone back to this. Again, for me, I can't not have any other friends it doesn't work for me I need to have a social circle and he didn't say that so yes of course and like when he when she asks him to the dance and he basically just ignores her and then he doesn't even go to the dance and like pathetic pathetic
0: no yeah I guess I was just thinking too I, I guess again where it's like adult perspective where like it's hard to like really put yourself in the mind of being in high school again, but it's also, like, if your friends, like, I'm not even talking about just, like, random people in the school. I'm talking about, like, his best friends, like, Kevin, I guess, is, like, the main one. If your best friend won't talk to you because of who you're, like, dating, who's, like, I could see if, like, yeah, she's, like, I don't know, being, like, really mean to people or, like, actually insane. If she was a fascist. But the fact that she's just an eccentric person, that's not a real friend. And I, I understand, like, when you're in high school and you're younger... It's it's hard, but, like, to me, it's just, like, that's not a friend that I would want. I would rather have just her, somebody who actually cares about me, than, like, a whole bunch of random people who you're never going to speak to again in your life anyway. But, like, I know that for high school years, you're not thinking that way, but that is also why I think I feel so strongly about it, because where I am now, I'd be like, well, that's not a real friend anyway. Like, if that, again, where I go back to... How people, they were so mad at her. Like, people who cared so much about her. Like, those are all pathetic people that I wouldn't want to associate myself with. That they cared so much about what this one girl is doing. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, you need to do I better. I agree
1: I agree with that completely. It's just, I I think that that's totally the adult perspective. I guess I'll say,
0: I don't, It's it's not that, like, Leo's a bad person or anything. But I guess I just, I lost respect for his character. Like, I just felt like he didn't deserve my respect after that. Because he just wasn't making any of the right decisions. Like, how can you care more about people who like do not care about you because they're so willing to just never speak to you again because of one person you're talking to over somebody who like genuinely wants to get to know you and cares about you and does nice things for you. Like, which again, it's his decision, but I just, I don't, like I wouldn't understand that, but that's just my opinion.
1: I mean, again, I think that, as an adult, I totally agree with you, and I would make that same decision that you are saying.
0: I was just going to say she even says Stargirl after, like, she goes back to herself because, like we said, he basically, like, gives her the silent treatment. She's even like, you're not going to ask me to the dance, are you? Like, he doesn't even have the guts to, like, tell her. Like, she already knows, and she doesn't care. She's like, you're missing out. Like, I'm living my best life.
1: Yeah, so she goes to the dance herself, and then... <laughs> People are charmed, and they dance with her, except Hillary. But, like, this is a little, like, okay, we got a little high in
0: Arizona. They were on drugs They that were on night. drugs. They were on drugs. They were on drugs for sure. But I will highlight, also because, I again, Stargirl goes to the dance, like, by herself, slash, I guess, like, with her best friend. What was her best friend's name, like, Dory or something? Dory Dielsen. And Leo doesn't even go to the dance. So, pathetic. what an embarrassment. Pathetic. I mean, pathetic. And, but... <laughs> the main thing i got from the scene because yes they're like on drugs because she starts this like bunny hop which like basically i'm I'm seeing like a conga line and they go like i guess if we think in this the school dance was like on campus like no
1: it was at the tennis courts at the country club
0: oh i thought it was like on the school campus the tennis courts i miss the country club part so they're on the country club at the tennis courts and they like go off into the distance like i don't know on the golf course or something and they like disappear like they can't even see them and hillary was just so dramatic like just so extra because she's like there's a couple there's like i think like a hundred people they say who like don't go like there's like a couple people who don't go but hillary is like they're yelling at the dj to turn the song off or something and she puts she says she takes her gum out of her mouth and sticks it in her ear so she definitely got an ear infection that day because that's so unsanitary and so gross like ugh, like what if it gets like stuck in there like how do you even get out like that was just
1: that was too- so wild that was, was too much that was so wild
0: and then when they come back when they come back hillary slaps star girl like what? she assaults her this is where again you're like i mean first karen right there first karen she's literally doing nothing she's living her best life having fun and this girl is like i'm just gonna slap her because she's just too cool like i gotta knock her down a couple of pegs like she's so jealous like i don't know i just pathetic pathetic so and i wrote here that it was basically like i got the vibes like she punched jesus because star girl one has like done no wrong well she's done some wrong but in this moment she's done no wrong she's literally just there having fun like if we're talking about current star girl and also after she slaps her because also hillary she slaps her and then she like winces because she's like ready to be hit back because i guess she was like ready to start a fight or like was it actually With ready the gum in her ears and star girl doesn't just like turn her other cheek she kisses hillary on the cheek and then runs away like, I don't know, I was just, like, she just took it a whole step further than, like, to turn the other cheek. She had to kiss her on the cheek, too.
1: It's mad. You're right. It is mad Jesus vibes.
0: Like, so, that was...
1: And then Girl like, fully, like, leaves. They move, gone. She's gone.
0: Yeah, she moves away, and, like, no one ever hears from her. Like, she just disappears, which, good for her, honestly, again, girl boss og influencer clearly because they can't stop talking about her but anyway uh two thoughts i have at the end so one there is so in the epilogue it's leo talking like i don't know like 15 years in the future and they're talking like their high school reunions and stuff and there's this quote i took. And it says, I read of a man in Kansas City who stands at a busy intersection every morning and waves at the people driving to work, which I don't know about you, Charles, but that immediately made me think about eggs, which is the other Jerry Spinelli book, like we said, we've already covered. And in that they talk about like how there's this man who like stands at the intersection and waves at people. And I was like, oh my God, is this a reference to eggs? But of course, when I was doing the intro, I looked it up and like I said, this book Stargirl was published in 2000 and eggs wasn't published until 2007 so I'm thinking that it must have been the eggs thing was inspired from this line possibly
1: yeah that could be
0: but I just like I read that and I was like oh my god because like that's like a whole thing in eggs if you haven't listened to it listen to that episode
1: you're really funny then... our eggs episode
0: <laughs> check out it's eggs
1: like the Fourth, it's the fourth time you mentioned
0: <laughs> and then The last thing was just like basically my final impression of the book. And it was that, you know, like we said, it was it was overall pretty cute. It did have a good message. And for me, I feel like my biggest takeaway is that I liked that, you know, even though they all hated her, like throughout high school, she was completely shunned and ostracized and Leo literally ditched her. He talks about at every high school reunion, that's literally all they talk about. Or, like, she's the main talking point. And they're always like, I wonder what she's doing. And that's where, like, I guess what I said of, like, just imagine, like, she's literally she's that Jesus, girl. Jesus, and
1: they're all Christians.
0: <laughs> but, like, she was the highlight of their high school experience. Like, she's the person you talk about, and it's like, they all hated her. And, like, what are you doing with your life now? You don't get to be that girl. Like, she's that girl. She's that girl. They can't stop talking about her. So, I don't know. She's just iconic. So, I just like that. Because it was, again, proving my point of, you know, Leo, you could have been with that girl, but now you're stuck with all the losers who just get to talk about her.
1: (laughs) Good point. What do you think (laughs) you're, they're going to, if you ever go to your high school reunion, what do you think they're going to, is going to be the thing everyone talks about? Also, we've already had five years since we graduated high school. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think we probably wouldn't do it till like, a 10-year reunion. But I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't popular in school, and, like, I don't even really know. I mean, I also, I, nowadays, is different because there's social media. So if you, like, follow people, you can get, like, a semi-update on people's lives. Like, when people graduated from college, like, usually people, like, once they get their, like, first big job, I feel like they post about it, like, because also our age group is still on Facebook, and I feel like people definitely do, like, life updates on Facebook, so. That's true. I don't know, like, I know for me, my senior year, I took a film class, and there were a lot of people who were, like, interested in going into the film industry. I was always curious, like, if anybody, like, ended up doing that, but as far as, like, no, there, were, there was no Stargirl. <laughs> In my class that I can think of that everyone's like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. Yeah. You know, unless that's me. Unless I am the star girl. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't know that many people.
1: Well, I only went to my...
0: You know, they say if you don't know who it is, it must be you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I only went
1: to my high school for two years. So, and my first year there, I basically only hung out with like my few friends that I've kept and mostly upperclassmen, seniors who left. So then, like, my senior year, I was only there part-time anyway. So I definitely will not be going to reunions of my high school. Though it is very famous. If you've seen Remember the Titans, that's the high school I went to. Oh, my
0: God. Here we go.
1: But also, (laughs) like, like my three friends from high school that I'm still in touch with, we hang out every time or in the same place. And we didn't even go to prom our senior year. Like, we all did, like, an anti-prom together. So I feel like if there's a high school reunion, we will intentionally not go and hang out together and talk about the people that were like in our social circle in high school.
0: Because you're not like, we're other, not girls, like other girls, so you don't and go to prom, you don't go to high school it's reunions. True. Well,
1: because like I like I know we'll definitely talk about how there was a group of kids at our school that were like the popular rich kids and they And it included our, like, class president and salutatorian. And they got caught with alcohol and drugs on their party bus to prom. And they were still allowed to graduate and walk and give speeches during graduation. And that's, like, pretty messed up. So um, we'll definitely talk about that during our anti-prom, anti-reunion. I
0: feel like that's your, it's, like, not a good thing, though. It's (laughs) <laughs> the T.
1: Yes, we won't be, no, we won't be anything pop, we won't be talking about anything You have positive. infamous
0: people, not famous people.
1: We're not infamous, but we'll be talking about the infamous people.
0: No, I'm saying like you have infamous people you'll talk about as opposed oh, to like, yes. you I thought had you were saying we like... were,
1: and I was like, no, I was like, no one is gonna be thinking about us.
0: No. No, yeah, I was also gonna say I feel like to have something like that too, I feel like you can't go to that big of a high school because like there were like seven hundred people in my graduating class. So like I didn't even know everyone. So like I feel like it'd have to be where like it'd have to be maybe under like
1: three hundred people. Two hundred, yeah.
0: I would say like three hundred or less possibly, because like then you'd at least know majority of people, so like everybody could collectively remember a single person. But like with a class over five hundred people, like there's just no way everyone or majority of people know like a single person.
1: I mean, one of my classmates, I don't know him personally, but I did know him. He was, he's an Olympic athlete and he was in the U.S. Olympic team for Summer Olympics. But, like, I didn't know him. That's pretty cool. I didn't know him personally. Like, so maybe he'll be, like, famous when we have a reunion. But, like.
0: No, well, I think that will be similar because, like, just like if you had, like, a celebrity who went to your school you would know because you'd be like, oh, they Denzel went to my Washington. school if we weren't on the same graduating class.
1: Denzel Washington, when he was in Remember the Titans, that was at my school. Except, obviously, it was not shot at my school.
0: <laughs> well, and also, like, it wasn't when you went to the school. <laughs> that's not the same.
1: This is true. Anyway, I just thought it would be interesting to know if there was, like, a a cultural touchstone that, like, would occupy. But, alas. Anyway, that's it. That wraps it up. That's all she wrote.
0: <laughs> yeah, that wraps it up. And I'll just say I'm really excited to read the second book because I've never read it before, even though, like I said, I really didn't remember this book either. But apparently the next book is about, like, it's from Stargirl's perspective, and it's about, like, what happens after she moves away. Ooh, So I think that'll be interesting. Also, like, get from her perspective because, like... I mean, she might be annoying because she was kind of annoying, but, like, Leo was a little and was quite annoying at the end. Well, not in the epilogue, but.
1: Well, I'm happy that we're going to read it, too, and, um, I mean, I, like, again, even though we got a little, you know, into a discussion, like, I did enjoy the book, and I'm glad that I read it, and I thought it was super cute, and I think it's a totally great book for teenagers. I
0: think it's a great book to debate on. I think that they should read it in school, and then you have a, on the debate team, and then you have a debate. I mean, look at us. We had a debate. I think, again, like we said, I think teachers are debate because either way, it's clear that the message is, like, you should just be yourself. I mean. Yes. With, you know, in parentheses, you know, don't be problematic, but, <sighs> like, you need to be yourself. And, and do the things that There's a you healthy happy. amount of caring what people think, but also not caring what people think. Yes. And I think it also goes back to, ultimately, you should care about people, like, you should care about people that you care about, like what they think of you. Like, you know, your family, your friends.
1: Your chosen family. I guess your
0: coworkers or something like, but like people who you're actually around, not people who literally mean nothing to you and you're never going to speak to and never going to do anything with them. Like, why do you care what those people think of you? With that, next week we are going to be reading the sequel, Love Star Girls. So if you're going to read along with us, you can go ahead and read the entire book. And the following week we'll be starting another new series, I know, quick turnaround.
1: And it's a me pick. We're going to read the Children of the Lamp series by P.D. Care. These books are a little on the longer side, but we're still going to try to read one per week because there are seven of them. And if we divide
0: seven, I thought you said six. I thought it was
1: six two, And then I looked it up again and there's seven.
0: This is Narnia all over again. But
1: these are much longer than Narnia. (laughs) But these are, you're going to like these way better because these follow two main characters. There are other main characters, too. there's
0: not much that it has to be better than Narnia, because we know how I felt about that.
1: But we were like, 14 weeks is a little too long to spend on a series, so we're...
0: Wait, you said there's one set of main characters? Yes. Okay. The
1: two, two main characters are siblings. And then there's characters around them, like their parents, stuff like that, that are like their uncle, I think. But um, we're going to read the Children of the Lamp series. I love these. I read them as a child as they were coming out and then I read them my senior year of high school actually as I was like finishing high school I got like a little sentimental and I read them and so we're gonna read the whole first book the week after Star Girl, or Love Stargirl I should say and the first one is called The Akhenaten Adventure and this book it slaps it slaps also Asia had heard of these books because they were pretty famous-ish like moderately you know it's fantasy but like they were definitely well-known. I known. think
0: I've heard of them.
1: They were definitely well-known. Well, you also, you, when you t- guessed what the premise was, you guessed it correctly, so. Anyway.
0: Well, I like, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing them in my elementary school library. Like, I don't think I read them, but, or maybe I did read one of them. I feel like I might have had to read it for school. I don't know. I just, when you said it, I was like, I recognize the name for sure.
1: Well, the first book is Which really, normally, really
0: like, Dealing with Dragons, what is that? Okay, but... His Dark Materials? What is that? I had
1: a listener reach out to me when my Because I posted the socials... Inkheart? For Dealing what with Dragons. What is that? Okay, Inkheart, super famous. His Dark Materials, super famous. That's just you not knowing things.
0: What, what, else? what else have we read that's yours that I Dealing with that Dragons? I, didn't
1: know? I had a friend reach out and they were like, this is one of my... Or not a friend, a listener reach out and was like, this is one of our, my favorite series. And I was like...
0: Were they from the US?
1: Yes! They were a little older than me. Is this an
0: American? Is is she an American author?
1: She's an American author. She's more my sister's age. So.
0: So they're just like, again, before our time, I guess. Because I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that series. Anyway,
1: that's all. If you have predictions, theories, questions, suggestions, remember you can stay in touch with us on the Nerd Party website. Head over to slash contact, select the Paper Rec. You can send us an email there, get in touch with the network on Twitter at Join Nerd Party, or Instagram that the Nerd Party, or facebookcom the Nerd Party. And find me, I'm at seashells on Instagram. I'm seeing how fast I can do that part. Whew. I guess you couldn't understand what I said then.
0: And I'm <sighs> at asiabonia on TikTok and at asia.bonia on Instagram. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. And of course, check out the other podcasts on the Nerd Party Network. But make sure you subscribe to us so you don't miss us next week
1: hit the subscribe button. Have a good one. We will see you next week.
0: Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.